precinct six, Sergeant Allgood. Hello, hello. Look, a man is assaulting a woman at 125 West 9th Street, second floor, at the rear. Talking, my dog started like running down my face. Hi, everybody! Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to this week's episode of Top Shelf, in Yay. which Lindsay has allergies. Welcome to spring. What happened yeah. last spring? Did you ever? I don't remember you getting stuffy like that. Last no, spring. I think I'm stuffy last spring too. Where are you? I guess we'd have to go back to the April episodes. Yeah. Know how that well went. We're we recording this on April Fool's Day. We are. It is April Fool's Day. This is not a joke. <laughs> No, because you're listening to this on Saturday. Yes. Or after. Worst April Fool's Day joke ever. It takes place four days Yesterday after. Yesterday was Tuesday, but today is Tuesday too. Sorry. So many April Fool's Day. Okay, I officially have a Kleenex in my nose, kids. As again, sexy. I am. <laughs> you are a same lady. I'm a lady. <laughs> awesome. Well, hello, Lindsay. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to another exciting episode. Of Top Shelf, yay! <laughs> we sound so enthused for some reason. <laughs> well, I'm half reading. Number one, Lindsay, right out of the gate. No, damn it, I didn't even think about it. I just <laughs> yawned. To be fair, I've been up since five. I didn't sleep very well last night. It's almost nine o'clock. I didn't sleep at all last night. Do, 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 do. Hey, I'm in a singing mood. I can't help it. Wow. Doing a lot of singing recently. Wow. I know, right? Do you have dancer's hip? I, Sorry, that episode I met your mother. Uh, awesome. I dance more than you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, Lindsay, what did we watch this We week? watched movie number 48 on our list after having to suffer through intolerance. Oh we watched Rear Window from 1954. So much better. This is a mystery thriller. It's an hour and 52 minutes directed by... Alfred Hitchcock. Yay. This is our second Alfred Hitchcock film. It is our second. We Not have, our last. I'll just say, we at least have we one We have more. two more. Two more? That's right. We came up with it a long we time We have Vertigo and Psycho, I oh, think. Oh, I forgot about Vertigo. I think we've got Vertigo anyway. I will look that up. Okay. Um, No meta score, but an 8.6 out of 10. And Roger Ebert did, in fact, give it a 4 out of 4. Number 31 on the top 250 for IMDb. Ah. Vertigo, by the way, is number nine. Okay. Yeah, like Vertigo and Psycho are in the top ten. Psycho's 14. Oh, I so thought Psycho was 20. like five or six. Five is Singing Rain, six is Gone with the Wind. Oh, okay. So, But it's still in the top 15. Ooh, we get to watch Gone with the Wind? Yes, we do. Ooh. <laughs> Followed by da, Singing Rain. Da, da, da. Another great film. I love film. Gone with the Wind. Another great film with an you intermission. You know, though, I don't know that I've ever watched it from beginning to end. Really? Uh-huh. I watched it, I think, twice from beginning to end, and it was when I was, I don't know, like, Yeah, if 11. I have watched it beginning to end, I haven't, it's been a very long time, and yeah. probably on VHS. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've I don't ever... even know if we own it on DVD. I think we do, but I'm not I sure. used to have it on VHS back in the day. Yeah, I, it's I... a two-taper. Yeah, that's yep. a two-taper. All right. I think so, my nose problem is solved for the most part at the moment. What is the uh, summary of Rear Window for those folks out there who have never seen Rear Window? A wheelchair-bound photographer spies on his neighbors from his apartment window and becomes convinced one of them has committed murder. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. 
Intriguing. If anybody is curious, um, you probably, even if you've never seen this film, you have seen this film. If you grew up watching The Simpsons, you've seen this movie. Bart of Darkness from 1994 is the episode where they do this. Why would they call this Bart of Darkness? Because Bart breaks his leg and from observing Flanders Yard, assume that Flanders murdered Maud. But why would they call it Bart of Darkness? Heart of Darkness? I know, but Heart of Darkness has nothing to do with Rear Window. Heart of Darkness is Apocalypse Now. Simpsons doesn't always use titles that reference well, they the movie that they're spooking. Well, they should. So yeah, from 94, so the fifth season, yeah. they, they spooked I know this. this episode. I know this one entirely as well. It's, yeah, and the powdered donuts are from that. Are from they're that. not from this. Uh, this movie Me. also got remade in 1998, a television movie with Christopher Reeve. It's like Reeve. when they, re- they did Psycho in the 90s with Vince Vaughn. With Vince Vaughn, which was just... I've easy. tried watching it. I can't do it. <laughs> it's not good at all. No. Um, no, uh, this movie was remade in 1998 as a TV movie with Daryl Hannah and Christopher Reeve. From Christopher Splash? Reeve plays... <laughs> yes, from Daryl Hannah from Splash? <laughs> she had the tail and everything until like he dried her out. Yeah. No, but uh, Christopher Reeve plays a... Uh, uh, a paralyzed version of the Jimmy Stewart character in a high-tech house where he witnesses one of his neighbors out his back window. Was he paralyzed Yes, at this he point? was already paralyzed at this okay. point. I couldn't remember when that happened. I think that happened in like the early 90s. Okay. I remember when it happened. Right. But I don't remember it happening. And he's dead at this time, yes, right? Yes, okay. he did die. Sadly, he died uh, shortly after he started being able to regain movement in yeah, his appendages. Yeah, that's sad. Which is really sad. Ugh. But, you know, hey. Life is hard. Life is hard. Um, this movie, uh, yeah, um, you can actually watch the amazing remake on YouTube. Somebody uploaded oh, the entire film. I will not be linking to that no, movie. No, please don't. Because you need to watch this, this movie. One. This is the one to watch. And it's not on Netflix. I think we checked that on the last episode. Right. So, uh, real quick, would you recommend? Oh, yeah. I said to Jeff when we finished watching this, there hasn't been a movie... That's been new to me that I've really enjoyed in a while. Like, I like, okay, that it wasn't like, I liked it, but it wasn't terrifying. Right. Like, I liked Deer Hunter, but Deer Hunter is just like super crazy intense. You like it for a very different reason yeah. than this movie. That movie is just nuts. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been like, I love this movie. This is a very like, good a film. a while. Like, of movies I don't know that I really liked. I mean, I really liked American Graffiti. Right. But other than that, I've been lukewarm on all these, or I loved them because I knew them already. Right. So, so this, this is, is the first one in a while that's like, oh my god, I love this movie. And it dropped six spots. I, see, this movie, I feel like this movie, the story still works. It, I mean, it's a little dated just for what happens in it. Yeah. Like with some of the some of the archetypes or stereotypes that he looks at <laughs> out the window. And what did I say at one point? Why did he just text her? Yeah. Oh, jeez. And people, when I make those jo- those comments, I am joking. Yes. We are well aware. In which Lindsay makes fun of, of vintage technology. We, well, come on. Why does he just press the recharge button? Why does he keep putting new flash bulbs and everything? One of the one of the things that's on, or two of the things that are on my stuff and things with Jeff is making fun of the fact that the technology has changed. Nice. So, so we're, we're on the same boat. What is my summary? What are my Lindsay thoughts for this movie? Lindsay, what are your thoughts? Lots of, oh no! Oh, lots of oh no's. Oh no! Is that just your thought? Yeah. That, <laughs> oh no, look out for Perry Jimmy Mason. Jimmy Stewart was really good looking. <laughs> That's your, he was. That's your summary? Yeah. Okay. We'll go. Sorry, your your, your Lindsay thought. Yeah. Keep Lindsay thought. It's oh, just no. summary. What are those two? Oh, no. <laughs> Especially towards the end. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
You basically oh, no. said, oh, no, in as, in every conceivable way oh, no. possible to me. I was the really human. concerned <laughs> for Jimmy Stewart. Well, um, let me move on to my awards and technology, and okay. then we'll get into the trivia, and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up with uh, stuff and things in our little discussions. Okay. That so, sounds good. I yawned again, by the way. It's you like number did. Two. Sorry, guys. And tis, I leave for Kentucky tis, tomorrow. Tis. I, and I have a busy, busy next couple of days. I do too. <laughs> yes. In my unemployment. Anyway, so you have stuff. To I have do. stuff I'm working on, so it's it's cool. Um. All right. So this film, this film was actually nominated for four Oscars. Yay! It had an additional six wins and six nominations. So it was uh, it was nominated for sixteen films or sixteen awards. I sorry, and then four Oscars. It was nominated for, but did not win uh, all of its Oscars. So the okay. four Oscars it was nominated for, it did not win. Those were. Best Director, Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Best Writing slash Screenplay. Best Cinematography in Color, because again, we're in that era where they gave cinematography awards for both color and black right, and white films right. separately. This was in color, by this the way. This one was in color, yep. And then uh, Best Sound Recording. Uh, it lost that year. The Best Director film that it lost to, or the Best Director that it lost to, was uh, Ilya Kazan for On the Waterfront, which I'm pretty sure is another Ilya one Kazan. Of... Kazan. Kazan? Kazan? Kazan. 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 No. Uh, <laughs> which don't we watch on the waterfront? Isn't that one of the I films think so. we do have to watch? Um, and then, Ooh, young Brando. Yes. <laughs> well, our smoke alarms work. Okay, so. <laughs> good. Good to know. Um, and then uh, the other one that it lost to was Best Story and Screenplay that it lost to The Country Girl. I don't know what that movie I is. Have, I have not heard. You know what? For some reason... I feel like we've discussed that before. I feel like that the one. Country up, Girl? Bing Crosby. Oh, look at that. Bing Crosby, Grace Kelly, and William Holden. Oh, well. So, Grace Kelly, the other. No, film. we talked about A Man for All Seasons. Was that the one yeah. we talked about? Okay. I could not remember what it I can't remember anything. Oh, but the funny thing is, Grace Kelly won Best Actress. Oh, well, good. For uh, The Country Girl that year. So, Grace Kelly was in this movie as well. I don't know. Did you, did you mention who was in this movie? Oh, no, I didn't. Sorry. Jimmy Stewart, Grace Kelly, Raymond Burr. Probably the three that she would yeah. know. And then one other special person that yeah, we'll if you don't mention in the trivia, we'll talk about him. Because it's cool. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going to leave that for the trivia. Uh, also, a uh, real quick side note. Do okay. you talk about... Is your trivia... Because uh, we did this on North by Northwest. Mm-hmm. A special little thing about where Alfred Hitchcock was. We pointed I, out I mean, I, I do point it out, or it's in the trivia. Is I don't it? have okay. to point it out. No, 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 you can do it. You can do it in the trivia. So okay. we, Because uh, that will be the one thing we'll do for all the four, all four of the Hitchcock movies that we do. We'll point out where he's at in the movie. Because yeah. we did it for North by Northwest. He's getting in the bus at the beginning during yep. the opening credits. So, uh, yeah. So I can't this, believe The Birds isn't on this list. At least Psycho, and I think we've had this conversation. Yeah, I know we At have. least Psycho and Vertigo's on yeah. the list. If, if, like, I'm Psycho excited to wasn't... re-watch Vertigo, because I haven't seen Vertigo in, like, almost ten years. That's a long time. Psycho, I and it was before I understood enjoy. like film more than I do. Before I understood what movie pictures were. No, I mean, <laughs> shut up. My nose is stuffy. It's I will, okay. I will sniffle in the microphone. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> By the way, I still haven't sneezed, and it's been twelve hours. I'm very impressed, and. Sorry it's for you. stuck in my nose. <laughs> uh, and then also this film was added to the National Film Registry as of 1997. So this film will oh, be preserved forever. Good. All right. So technology. 
Um, this one kind of borderlines on what technically could be considered technology, and I know that a couple of these are probably going to steal from your trivia. So that's fine. Um, but I wanted to talk I about understand. the set because the main plot of this, or the main point of this film, as as you pointed out, was is is that Jimmy Stewart's character is is stuck in his wheelchair and he looks out the back window of his house. He's yep. a photographer. He's in, got an accident. He's just recovering. Well, he's looking out the back window of his house at the courtyard. So the entire film takes place in a single location. It takes place in his apartment, looking out these giant windows at all the people living their lives in these different apartments. And it's a giant, it's a New York type courtroom or a courtroom, courtyard. Courtyard. It's a giant courtroom with homes. No, it's a giant courtyard. This is, fun fact, this is where 12 Angry Men actually takes place. <laughs> Little known fact: One of the apartments is yes. No, um, you can see you can see them all arguing in the other window. Um, <laughs> that would be so. Funny. That would be so weird. See, that's the type of movies I want to make. I want to connect things. Anyways, uh, no. So the the uh, the the courtyard is they they built up to five story apartments. What it was, it was an entirely an indoor set. They didn't use an actual outdoor set because right. they couldn't control the lighting and the and weather. weather. So it was, at the time of the film being made, the largest indoor set nice. at Paramount Studios ever built. Um, in order to accommodate the size of the set, because Hitchcock didn't want it to be just a two-story apartment to right. fit inside. The, the sound stages are big, but they're not huge. Right. Uh, what they actually had to do is they had to excavate out the ground floor so the street level floor of the stage okay and build the set down into the ground oh they built it 20 to 30 feet below street level huh and that is actually the bottom of the courtyard where, where the, the flowers, flowers are. are? Yeah, okay. that's actually 20 to 30 feet below street level huh jimmy stewart's apartment was street level so his apartment, oh, okay. which is supposed to be like the third floor, is actually the first. Is floor. actually the first floor of the soundstage. They okay. built two floors up and they built two floors down. Okay. So it when well, you walked in, which is very impressive when you think about, there's a street, like down an alley across the way, right. where cars pass by. That means they oh, got yeah. a car to twenty to thirty feet down, so they could drive the car past yeah. past that opening on on the soundstage. Well, isn't that fun? Um. It's kind of cool. I thought that was very cool, actually. I like it. Um, all the apartments themselves. Sorry, I'm sniffly. It's fine. Um, borderline Arnold Schwarzenegger right there. Uh, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, no, you're um, fine. Yeah, you're fine. You don't worry about it. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper and get to the Kleenex. Um, blow your nose. I Anyways. can't. Sorry, I yell too much and I spat all over my screen. Um, <laughs> spat. spat. I spat on my screen. Um, anyway. The uh, the apartments themselves actually all had running water and electricity in them. That's in my trivia too, but I'm stealing all that's of fine. your trivia. It's fine. And then finally, which I'm just going to probably steal one more thing from your trivia. Okay. Because it, it's technology. Um, yeah. All the actors actually wore flesh-colored yep, earpieces. So that way, well, Albert good. That Hitchcock, cuts down on trivia. I have to read. So now Lindsay has two pieces of trivia to read. No, um, yeah, they, right? no. they all had uh, flesh-colored uh, earpieces. So that way, instead of Hitchcock having to yell across the stage over a microphone, right. he could actually just quietly talk into their ears, so they could hear his direction, so they knew when to do stuff. Right. So it was—it's actually for a movie from 1954. It actually kind of did a lot of groundbreaking things. Yeah. Like I feel nowadays, they would never—they would never have built a stage like that. They would never build a set. That was five stories tall inside one of the apartments. Like that, they would have 
CG'd most of right. it. Right. You know, they would have shot, the apartments would have all been on ground level, and they would have CG'd them in yeah, place wherever exactly. they wanted them, which is kind of disappointing, and that's where we've come. But. Yeah, well, we are the era of convenience. I miss the days of the cool big sets and stuff. Right? So, anyways, um, yeah, that's that's kind of all for the technology and, and, and awards. Um I just really wanted to talk about this. It's very, very cool. Oh, and on the uh, Ghost Hat webpage for this episode, I posted, as I discussed before, I posted the Vimeo video that some guy did where he took he took screenshots from the movie uh, looking out uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart's window, and he stitched them all together to make a single panorama view it's of the entire where, uh, yeah, the entire courtyard. Uh, we just I just showed Lindsay this before we started, so she saw it. And uh, and he he overlaid clips from the movie, and it actually gives you in the two and a half minutes, it gives you a very quick overview of the entire film from yeah. the point of view of Jimmy Stewart's apartment window. So it's very cool to watch. I highly recommend it. You got three minutes to kill. It actually starts off showing the guy putting the, the clips kind of in place, and then it starts. So, all right, well, go on, Lindsay. Go on, what you? No, <laughs> go on, what you bad self. Oh, what's your big ass? What the hell was I trying to do for a voice? I don't know. Weird. I was singing a ludicrous song. Yeah, that's ludicrous. Um, Trivia! Um, all of the sounds in the film, all of the sound in the film is diegetic, meaning that all the music, speech, and other sounds all come from within the world of the film, with the exception of the orchestral music heard in the first three shots of the film. Got it. So it's both. Yeah, which you, which you know what? You don't really realize it, that the film is scored... Like that, you don't realize that there's not an actual no. score score, nope. but it still yeah, works. There's still music and yeah. stuff. It's like six Seven, at this point. <laughs> the film was unavailable for decades because its rights, together with four other pictures of the same period, were bought back by Alfred Hitchcock and left as part of his legacy to his daughter. They've been known for, for long as the infamous Five Lost Hitchcocks among film buffs and were re-released in theaters around 84 1984, sorry, after a 30-year absence. The others are The Man Who Knew Too Much from 1956, Rope from 1948, The Trouble with Harry from 1955, and Vertigo from 1958. However, prior to the theatrical re-releases in the 1980s, Rear Window was televised once in 1971 on ABC, although the network technically did not have the legal right to do so. Quick side note, have you ever seen Rope? No. It's a very good Alfred Hitchcock film. Okay. Another Jimmy Stewart Alfred Hitchcock Yay. from 48. The premise of that is that it's kind of fitting because it falls in line with this. Um, two uh, two younger guys, like two, like maybe like 20 somethings, yeah. kill one of their classmates in their apartment, hide his body in a chest, and proceed to have a dinner party that night. Oh my God, you need to find me this movie so I can watch it. And the entire point, and then Jimmy Stewart, I think, is a cop, the entire like tension. Is whether or not Jimmy Stewart's gonna figure out that there's a. Oh my god, I need to see this movie. It was supposedly shot in one shot, like one long camera shot that kept moving. There's obvious like cuts. Yeah. But it's long takes that just kind of keep going. It's a very well done film. Okay. We'll find that one. In the only film in which Grace Kelly is seen with a cigarette, she refused to smoke in films except this once crazy lady um alfred hitchcock is in it about a half an hour into the film winding the clock in the songwriter's apartment the songwriter is leo real life songwriter ross 
Bagdazarian, who is the creator of Elvin and the Chipmunks. Yes. He's the original Dave Seville. And as I decided to go off on the tangent for, for those of you who are younger people that are listening, who may not have watched the original animated Elvin and the Chipmunks from the 60s. The original animated Chipmunks from the 60s are the ones who did the Christmas album. Yes. So they are the ones who sing the Chipmunk song. Right. Um... My nose is running again. It's fine. I really wish people could see me like this. We could take a picture. Actually, set a Snapchat. We could do a video. No, please don't. I sent Snapchats to people with my face like this, um, actually. And then, yeah, the one, the Elvin and the Chipmunks from the 80s that, like, I know, like, our generation grew up with, and some of you who might be a little older than us but still might have watched it, is actually the guy who created the Chipmunks in the 60s, son, who also took over for the voice of David Seville and the voice of the Chipmunks, still does the singing voices of Elvin and Theodore. Or Elvin and Simon in the even the movies, the newer uh, CG movies with Jason Lee. But yeah, it's good. It's really cool. Like I, I did not know that's who that was. I've seen this movie so many times, and I know the guy playing piano. Yeah. I never realized that was the guy who yeah. created Elvin and the Chipmunks until tonight, and I watched it. I'm going, "Holy crap! It totally is him!" Because I remember him from an Ed Sullivan clip from back in the day. It makes me sound like I'm like 80. Yeah, right. Reality, I'm not 80. No, I feel like I'm 80. Um, all the apartments in, oh, you already, did you say the thing about the buildings and the electricity and the water? Yes. Yes. But the part uh, about her living. Okay. During the month-long shoot, Georgia, Georgine Darcy, who played Miss Torso, lived in her apartment all day, relaxing between takes as if really at home. Miss Torso. Yes. <sighs> that was a really lame attempt at a That's how you do that. You ah, cannot do that at ah, all. I sound like a dying cat. <laughs> you really ah, do. Oh my god, that's the worst. That's the literal. I will never worst. growl again. That's so embarrassing ah, right now. Oh my god. Ah, it's not that hard. Ah, oh my god, there's a reason you took German in high school. I took French. I thought you took German. I took French and Spanish. Oh, weirdo. And I know a little bit of Italian. Oh. I can roll my R's. I just can't do the growl sound. That's my problem. (laughs) During... You listen to my Nightmare Before Christmas songs that I recorded? Not recently. I do like big... I can't do it now, but I do like big great and I roll the R on great. Find me on SoundCloud, folks. Okay. (laughs) During the filming, the lights were so hot that they set off the soundstage sprinkler system. Hey, that's why it was raining. (laughs) Um, It's not why it was raining. According to Georgine Darcy, the scene in which the man and woman on the fire escape struggle in their attempt to get in and out in out of the rain can be attributed to a prank by Alfred Hitchcock. Each actor in the apartment complex facing Jeff's rear window, you know, wore an earpiece, blah, blah, blah. Hitchcock told the man to pull the in- mattress in one direction and told the woman to pull it in the opposite direction. Unaware that they had received conflicting directions, the couple began fighting and struggling to get the mattress inside once the crew began filming the scene. The resulting mayhem in which one of the couple is tossed inside the window with the mattress provided humor and a sense of authenticity to the scene which Hitchcock liked and he was so pleased with the result that he did not order another take. Intriguing! 1,000 arc lights were used to simulate sunlight thanks to extensive pre-lighting of the set the crew could make the changeover from day to night in under 45 minutes. Which sounds like a very long time but swapping out lights is not an easy task. (laughs) Um, the 35 millimeter camera that Jimmy Stewart holds with the huge telephoto lens attached is an early 1950s Exacta VX, also known as the Varex outside the U.S., manufactured in Dresden, Germany. The lens is a 400 millimeter kill fit 
The Paramount Property Department purposely covered the name with black masking tape. That is quite a uh, zoom on it. It's not a huge, like the sports people use a higher yeah. zoom now. But for, a, for an actual old school SLR type camera, that's giant. Um, <laughs> stop. It's so bad. <laughs> Albert Hedgecock gave Georgine Darcy free range to choreograph her own dance moves for her character, Miss Torso. Darcy was to dance on her own volition during the film. Hitchcock's only restriction was that he forbade her to take professional dance lessons as he wanted her to maintain the impre- imprecision of an amateur dancer. Um, the film negative was considerably damaged as a result of color dye fading as early as the 1960s. Nearly all the yellow images, image dyes had faded out. Despite fears that the film had been irrevocably, irrevocably damaged, you say that with a stuffy nose, uh, preservation ah. experts were able to restore the film to nearly its original coloration. Schnazzy. Um... Alfred Hitchcock supposedly hired Raymond Burr to play Lars Thorwald because he could be easily made to look like his old producer, David O. Selznick, who Alfred felt interfered too much. Um, apparently the love affair between war photographer Robert Kappa and and actress Ingrid Bergman is believed to be Alfred Hitchcock's inspiration for the film's romantic aspect. Interesting. Um, do, do you want me to just growl some more? No, it's please quite don't. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of this stuff is either... Um, oh, yeah. The lens James Stewart uses on his camera to spy on his neighbors is reportedly a 400mm prime telephoto, the magnification of which would render it near impossible to use effectively without a tripod. Yep. Because basically at that zoom and that type of a lens, that camera would have been, or that viewfinder would have, or that viewing would have just been bouncing all around and would not have been practical at all. Especially if you tried taking a picture. Um, here's spoilers. Spoilers! Other than a couple of shots near the end, and the discovery of the dead dog, all the shots in the movie originate from Jeff's apartment. That's true, because when everybody runs out after the dog dies, the cameras are from different angles. That's the only time that they're actually from a different angle. That's a good point. To determine what special effect to employ for the scene in which Jeff fends off Thorwald with camera flashes, several crew members waited in a dark room while other crew member, another crew member repeatedly exposed them to bright camera flashes. The crew unanim- unanimously reported seeing bright and expanding orange circles, which temporarily disoriented them. Temporarily disoriented them. Sorry, my nose is stuffy and I have a Kleenex jammed in my nose. You can't read anything! <sighs> These crew members objected to the first attempt to create the effect, which involved numerous small white circles bouncing around the shot. Their complaints were received and Joe John P. Fulton, not Joe Fulton, changed the effect to the expanding reddish-orange circle, which can be seen in the film. Joe's not that old. <laughs> Sorry, Joe Fulton. My best friend from uh, from California out there. Joe, if you're listening, hi. That's it. There's some other trivia, but it's not all that interesting. So, that's cool. Why are you taking pictures? I took a selfie. Why are you taking selfies? Because I wanted to take more behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, okay. I love that the Kleenex box is in the background of that shot. Please tell me you did not take a picture of me with the Kleenex jammed in my nose. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. I did not. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to. uh, Should I do stuff and things with Jeff? Yeah, do stuff and things. I do have Inflation Nation for this one. I was kind of kind of thinking like, oh, maybe I'm not going to because it's just going to be in the apartment the entire time. But nope, they in fact did do Inflation Nation. So um, let's, you know, we'll do Inflation Nation first and then we'll end with stuff and things. So Okay. All right, so we'll move on to Inflation Nation. 
It's the new theme song. I'm working on it. That one's better. Yep. All right. So, um, Inflation Nation, uh, nearing the end of the film, both of these actually took place in the ma- in a matter of about 30 seconds. So, Oh, good. Um, after, spoilers, uh, Jeff has to try to bail Lisa out of jail, so he's getting money out of his wallet. He, pucks yep. out of, he grabs his wallet. He has $127 in cash in his wallet. That is the equivalent to $1,061. So $1,061 in his wallet Jesus. in cash. Um, then he's oh, like, then uh, when they ask, well, how much is it going to cost to bail her out? He says it's two hundred and fifty dollars. That is the equivalent to two thousand and ninety dollars and fifteen cents. So it's going to cost about God. two grand to bail her out of jail, and he had half of that in his wallet in cash. Jeff, someone should just rob his house because apparently they would have gotten away with a shit ton of money. Oh, there's our explicit tag for the episode. <laughs> Made it all the way this far. All the way this far. Words, Jeff. Form sentences. Yeah, you were making fun of me. I don't have Kleenexes stuck up my nose. You know what? I do, because I am under the weather. (laughs) All right. I am lady weather. You are lady weather. You are Mrs. Featherbottom. I am not Mrs. Featherbottom. (laughs) You are Mrs. Featherbottom. The the streets, the colonies. Okay. So stuffing things with Jeff. Banger in the mouth. We have eight. Oh, my goodness. We have eight stuffing things with Jeff. (laughs) Number one. I would stay home with a cast and gawk at my neighbors if I had an amazing telescopic telescopic eyes like Jeff does. Your oh, name and, is Jeff. Oh, and a neighbor who dances in skippy outfits across the way. <laughs> oh. Your name is Jeff. It is Jeff. If only I could have been as lucky as, uh, as Jimmy Stewart. All right, number two. I'm pretty sure Jeff sat staring at his watch for an entire hour between 2.30 and 3.30 in the morning. He did. It's true. <laughs> I saw it happen. Number three. Grace Kelly. Happy sigh. <sighs> Sorry, she's a very attractive young lady. Number four. Simply move your eyes into the shadow. That means you're hidden yep. now. Number five. No, Jeff, it's not ethical to watch a man with binoculars in a long no, focus lens. No, it's not. Lens. He even asks, and it's not. <laughs> Number six. Well, caller ID would completely ruin the scene where Jeff calls Thorwald to get him out of the house right? for a bit. <laughs> Who is this? Uh, don't worry about that. Just look at the phone. <laughs> what? This one. Number seven. I'm glad you amuse yourself. I, I amuse myself. Good. Number seven. OMG, Lisa. GTFO. GTFO. <laughs> LOL. Shocked expression face. LOL. LOL. <laughs> We've gotten this really bad habit of doing this during movies now. Because during Lord of the Rings, we kept oh. making all sorts of inappropriate comments in yep. the final scene with Boromir and Frodo. Yep. Just touch it. No, we have a really bad habit <laughs> of... <laughs> Of, oh, of referencing Uh-oh. and commenting, not inappropriately. The last one might have been a little. My, the Lord of the Rings might have been inappropriately. <laughs> yeah, it was. But this one, like, just because we were joking, <laughs> we were joking. Oh no! Just touch it a little it's bit. Starting, it's it's starting, cool. It's, it's never gonna stop. <laughs> Welcome to the hour and a half long episode where Lindsay laughs for an hour straight. I'm laughing because I have to hold the Kleenex up to put my chapstick on because it's in the way. I'm so tired. Oh my God. First world problems. <laughs> All right. I'm almost done. I am almost done. Let's okay. see. Okay. All right. Here we go. Number eight. Oh God. You never... <laughs> Okay. 
There's gonna be a portion of this episode that's gonna be missing. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm we're good. good. I'm good. <laughs> All right, number eight. You never pick up the phone and assume the person on the other end is someone you know. It is always the bad guy. Yeah. Always. He picks always. up the phone and he's like, he's like, what? I think Thorwald's out of the house. And then he realizes that it's not his friend. And then, yeah, you never, they always do that, but you never do that. Again, another thing that would not have happened with caller ID. Right. All right, well, with that, that is Stuff and Things with Jeff. Yay! Yay! And final discussion, Lindsay. Um, Outburst by Lindsay. Oh, real quick. Uh, wait, did we talk about, you did not talk about Alfred Hitchcock's appearance, did you? Yes, I did. That he was playing, oh, that's yeah. right, because then you went into that. Okay. So, yeah, definitely check that out, folks. Well, okay, uh, final final thoughts, Lindsay. I really liked this movie. You really like it? It's a really good movie. It's engaging, it's acted well, it's directed well, the story is good. It there's still nothing, holds up. Yeah, and there's nothing bad in this movie. No, but nothing. don't remake it. That's, no. That's bad. No. I, don't do that. Yes, it could be remade. It could, obviously they tried doing it in the 90s. It could easily no. be remade nowadays with modern technology. But the problem is with modern technology, a lot of the stuff that happens in it wouldn't work. You would have to change the plot, basically, and how they get them out of the house. And there's a lot of... I don't know. There's a lot of little things that I don't think would work nowadays, but it's still a movie I recommend everybody watching. Nothing's there's nothing bad in it. You know, somebody gets murdered, but you never see the murder. You you know you never see the body. You don't see stuff. There's there is no like compared to no like, you Psycho, don't see anything right compared to Psycho, which Psycho was the early '60s, wasn't it? Yes, I think so. I think wasn't that '63? Um. I have all these devices where I could look this up right now, and I'm not at all. Um, no, like compared to like a film like Psycho, where you know you freaking spoilers, I guess for Psycho, where you know you see people get killed. This film does not have any of that in it, and it's it's good. You could watch this with your kids. For those of you who have kids, granted the kids aren't gonna understand why the hell you're watching this movie, but uh, no, it's 1960. Sorry, so six years later, um, you could easily show this to. You could have a group of kids. That's incredibly. Can I put that on the Facebook page? You want to put that on the Facebook page, but I couldn't take a picture of you with it. I mean, you can do it if you want to. No, so anyways, the the movie is is very good. I highly recommend it. It's really good. Uh, Like, I think I'm going to try and find it and buy it. It's worth the purchase, in my opinion. I I love it. I love... But the thing is, I love Alfred Hitchcock movies, too. Because they're good. There is good tension to them. And they're never... Too overdrawn or too long. I no. just I like these movies. It's good. I love this one. This one's a great film. It's a nice, nice There's one. So to... many nice dresses. Yes. And she gets to wear pants at the end. She does get to wear pants. And then she dresses up as a mint at one point. She does. <laughs> She's all minty and green and not a physical mint. She looks like a mint. Just watch the movie, you'll understand what I'm saying. Uh, and then the little stupid veil thingy that I said looked like it's that a she fascinator, which does not fascinate me at all. It looks like no. it looks like she like I said she looks like she walked through a cobweb and just went yeah okay I'm just leaving it. I don't I've never understood. I understand it's a fashion thing. I'm a guy, so I don't this just evades me as to why you would wear it. But it still just looks goofy as hell. But it's Grace Kelly, so anything she wears pulls yeah. off quite well. Very attractive young lady. So anyways, Lindsay. Uh, very attractive young lady. Very attractive young lady. As you know, because I'm whatever. Yes. Anywho, <laughs> Lindsay, uh, yes, any final thoughts regarding the film? No, just go watch this movie. It's good. You'll enjoy yourself. Indeed. Indeed. You'll, indeed. you'll oh no a lot at the screen. You will. Oh no. no! 
especially if you've never seen it, you will all know. And again, I haven't se- I haven't watched this movie in a couple years, and I still find myself fascinated by watching it. So it's a good film. Okay, Lindsay. Yes, Jeffrey. With that, what is next week's episode? Hold on, I'm getting it. After Intolerance, this film was a godsend. Yes. I was so nice to watch a good movie. Oh! What's next week? Streetcar Named Desire from 1951 with Marlon Brando and Vivian Lee. Ugh. Oh, Vivian Lee. Speaking of Psycho. <laughs> Directed by Elia Kazan. Oh, look at that. Wow, there's like a lot of connections to every... On the waterfront yep. was Marlon Brando, Vivian Lee, which is from Psycho, and it's directed by the guy that they lost to this year. Nice. Apparently, uh, apparently Vivian Lee was bipolar. Really? Yeah, apparently I did. You already reading the trivia? It was the very first one that popped up. It oh, says okay. Vivian Lee, who suffered from bipolar disorder in real life, later had difficulties in distinguishing... In the with thing. Distinguishing... <laughs> Her real life from that of Blanche Dubois, who's the oh, character damn. she played in the movie. Also a movie. Two hours and two minutes. It's a drama. Also a movie spoofed by The Simpsons. <laughs> Isn't this where Stella it's comes the, from? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, there's Stella. Yep. He's outside. I have not watched A Streetcar Named Why Desire. Why is Phoebe holding Carl Malden? Because he's in this movie. <laughs> I have not watched this movie since. Uh, I've never seen this movie. I haven't seen it since high school. Like, it's been... But it's young Marlon Brando. Oof. Yes. It's pre-Godfather Marlon Brando. It's still young. Yeah. Well, it could have been a contender, which is on the waterfront, isn't it? Yes, it it is. See? I know what I'm doing. Oof. Isn't this what Colin's doing the poster for that he had to take pictures of me for? I think that is. I think it is. It might have been. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so that is next week, kiddos. I'll be back from Kentucky and everything will be good to go. Well, at that point, that's... uh, Oh, I'll be back from Kentucky for for a a week. week. (laughs) I'm going to Kentucky. Again, folks, as you're... Oh, crap. At the beginning of this, we said that you'd be listening to this on April 5th. That's not right at all. Sorry, guys. No, it's not. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. This is... Okay, you listening to it right now, you did not miss the episode by a week. (laughs) I forgot. We are recording ahead. Oh, my goodness. It's April 12th is actually... So we are recording this almost two weeks out. Yep. Just we to, do that. We just get ahead again, so. Okay. Well, with that, folks, we hope we see everybody next time. I have to go home and time. get stuff done. Lindsay needs to go to, home. I have to pack. You don't have to pack. It's I fine. I have to do laundry. Um, oh, God, I leave in like... <sighs> 15 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go, everybody, so... It's all uphill from here. Yay! All uphill from here. It is a kind of all uphill from here. It is. We passed the 50 <laughs> mark. Everything is uphill. <laughs> yep. And it's getting better and better it and is. better. That's all that matters. Okay. So, all right. Okay. Well, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. 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 You didn't say goodnight to Radio Raheem. I was going to okay. say goodbye to Radio Raheem okay. right now. Okay. I whisper this portion. Lindsay's leaving. I really am. Lindsay's, I'm like up. Lindsay, come back from the door, I'm right Lindsay. here. Radio Raheem misses you. I'm right here. I'm this is very Lindsay. offensive to Radio Raheem right now. I'm away. Goodnight, Radio Raheem. Good night, Radio Raheem. Radio Raheem. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. I'm like completely off mic, but it's you're, fine. You're, you're at home at this point saying goodbye. Dude, I have to go. Okay, bye, everybody. Well, goodbye. I'll just end the podcast myself, everybody. All right. Well, welcome to the Jeff Show, oh, where we go God. over the next top 48 Literally, my chair is folded. Of the Top Shelf AFI podcast. Jeff, I um, have to do laundry. Get I off am... the microphone. I think this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye, goodbye everybody. everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm home already.
Hello Internet Dwellers, this is Jeff Bell, President of the Ghost Hat Network, here at the end of this episode to give a quick plug about some of our other exciting shows. But wait a minute, Jeff, you have other shows? Why, yes, random listener, we do. If you head over to ghosthat.net, you can find a heap of shows we produce on a semi-regular basis. Like... Super Happy Fun Time, the podcast where Colin Kirchner and myself sit one-on-one and talk movies, TV, video games, and other big things we care about. The Midnight Sleuth, a comedy detective mystery show in the style of old-time radio that follows the adventures of Midnight Sleuth and his partner, Linda Talbot, as they solve crimes, stop the bad guys, and poke fun at the source material. Famous Person Story Time, a podcast where celebrities retell their favorite nursery rhymes or fairy tales as best as they can remember it, even if that memory is completely wrong. So if you're in need of some new shows to listen to on your commute, while working out, or simply relaxing at home, be sure to head over to ghosthat.net now and subscribe to our shows. For more information about this and other projects, visit our official website at www.ghosthat.net or like us on Facebook at facebook.com ghosthat.